Well, appropriately, we saved Psalm 150 for our day out here in the park. And I'll read it to you and then just make a couple of, of uh, comments to note about it. And then we'll, uh, we'll sing one last song and close up and let there be lunch and food and games and all of that. Sound good? Okay. Psalm 150, there's six verses. It says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise God in his fortress, the sky. Praise God in his mighty acts. Praise God as suits his incredible greatness. Praise God with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise God with lute and lyre. That's L-Y-R-E, stringed instrument. Praise God with drum and dance. Praise God with strings and pipe. Praise God with loud cymbals. And if you thought that wasn't enough, praise God with clashing cymbals. Let every living thing praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 150 is this gigantic eruption of praise. The Hebrew phrase, hallelujah, is our English phrase, praise the Lord. And it repeats over and over again throughout the psalm. If the whole collection of psalms represent our journey, represent our pilgrimage with God, represent our life with God, if the whole book of psalms is a song for every season, then the song at the end of it all is a song of praise. The song at the end of it all is a gigantic hallelujah. Now think about some of the ground that we've covered in this series. Think about Psalm 1 where we set out the, 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 the kind of the, the two paths, the path of the wicked and the path of the righteous. And Psalm 1 says, look, the righteous are going to flourish and the wicked are going to perish. And then you get on to the rest of the psalm. Psalm 2 says, wait a minute, there are nations that are raging that don't realize that God is king. Psalm 22 says, it feels like God, like you've forsaken me. Psalm 23 is a bit of a recalibration. Okay, thank you, Lord. You're my shepherd. Psalm 46 wait a minute, the mountains quake and fall into the heart of the sea. Psalm 51, oh God, have mercy. I'm the one that has sinned. I'm not the righteous. I might be more like the wicked. God, have mercy on me according to your unfailing love. And then the Psalms go on and on. Psalm 84, how lovely is your dwelling place. Oh God, Lord, I just want to be with you. This journey is, is, is long and it's hard and it's difficult, but I want to be with you. Psalm 91, Lord, would you be our protection even in the midst of danger in this life? Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, because it's easy to forget. Psalm 112, Psalm 118, Psalm 119, Psalm 121, Psalm 139, and finally we make it to Psalm 150, and the whole thing ends with praise. It ends with praise. The good news on the good days, the good news on the bad days is that this song that we're living in, this symphony of life doesn't end in a minor key. It doesn't end with sorrow and sadness. It ends with a chorus of hallelujahs. Praise is how this song ends. Amen? And it's not just praise, but it's the God who is being praised. It's God who we praise. It ends with praise, and it's God whom we praise. And this is why we praise God. Because a good ending to this story is not inevitable. Sometimes it's difficult to forget, or it's easy to forget that. Because we, 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 we live in a world now where, relatively speaking, we've got a lot of our dangers under control. We've got 
Uh, we've got medical, you know, stuff that can take care of us. We've got safety. We've got all kinds of stuff that we can say, look, for the most part, we're not living like the perilous times even of a hundred years ago. We're not living in, in days where there's wars, where a million people are being killed over the span of a few years. We're, we're not quite in that same age. And so it can feel like we're making progress. But can I say to you that the gospel is not the same as the myth of progress? The gospel is not the message that says, don't worry, everything's going to work out just because life always does. No, if you've lived any amount of life, if you read any amount of history, you'll understand things don't just automatically get better and better and better. In fact, very often, there are surprising turns for the worst. I've been reading about Tolkien, the guy who wrote the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and Lewis, who wrote the Narnia Chronicles, among many other b- books, and these guys fought in World War I, and right before the start of World War I, there was a sense at the early 1900s that everything was going to progress into this perfect sort of uh, uh, amazing state of civilization. Everything was going to just solve itself, and then all of a sudden, the greatest catastrophe occurs in World War I, and millions lives are lost in England alone, and And you're thinking, how in the world are we going to recover from this? And so people jaded into cynicism. And it seemed like the only choices were either we believe in the inevitability of progress or we start to get cynical and we say, ah, life life stinks. It's all just miserable. But in the midst of both of those options is the Christian gospel that says, yes, there is a surprising and violent turn and death in, in this world. And yet there is a surprising and joyful rescue of the grace of God. And so we praise God because the good ending is not an ending of our own making. It's not an ending that we somehow figured it out. God, we got this. Thanks for saving our sins. But then we'll just sort of sort out all the problems in the world. No, Psalm 150 ends with a praise to God because it recognizes that the human story will have a difficult ending. It will have a dark and unexpected close. There will be death. And yet, because of God, there will be resurrection. And yet, because of Jesus Christ, for all who call on his name, he gives us eternal life. And so we sing praises not to human innovation. We don't sing praises to the triumphs of Western civilization. We sing praises to the God who surprisingly breaks into human history and provides a rescue and redemption and makes a good ending possible for all who call on his name. Amen? And so it's God who is praised. Now the question is, well, why is the song given to us now? If this is a song about how it all ends, if this is a song about what God makes possible for all creation and all those who call on his name, why is the song given to us now? And the answer is you can sing the hallelujahs in advance of the final restoration of all things. You can sing hallelujah at midnight because you believe the morning will come. You can sing praise to God like Paul and Silas did in the prison cell because you know the salvation of the Lord is coming. You can sing your hallelujahs in the midst of the journey because we understand that Psalm 150 is the great chorus of new creation. It's the song of the redeemed. The book of Revelation gives us a picture of this. And it gives us a picture not just of God's restoration, not just of the martyrs being vindicated, not just of the oppressed being rescued, not just of the redeemed being the redeemed, but it gives us a glimpse of an overflowing worship scene. And so throughout the pages, throughout the vision that John gets in the book of Revelation, amidst all of the bizarre stuff, there are a few songs in there. 
And the songs are the songs of the redeemed, the song of Moses who, who led the people of God in their first rescue, and the song of the redeemed who will sing at the end of all things. And so what I want us to see from Psalm 150 is that the story, the song ends with a chorus of praise. It is God that we praise because only God could bring a good ending out of this darkness and disaster. Only God can bring resurrection from death. And finally, we sing this praise even now because we're people living with an extraordinary hope. Amen? And praise reminds us of that. Praise allows us to anticipate that. Praise isn't just the completion of joy. Praise is the anticipation of joy. It allows us to say, okay, right now I'm going to anticipate a great joy. So this morning as we're going to, we're going to stand and we're going to sing a hymn that will be familiar to probably all of us. It's Amazing Grace. And we're going to sing it as a song of praise for what the Lord has done. We're going to sing it as a song of praise of what the Lord is doing. And we're going to sing it as a song of praise in advance of what the Lord will do. The, the God who was and is and is to come. Amen? The Christ who has died, who is risen, and who will come again. Let's stand together and sing this as our closing song this morning.